Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 115 of All In With Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. In today's episode, I am going to speak about the bombshell that dropped late, or I guess early, um, today's Wednesday? Yeah, early Wednesday morning when Carlos Correa signed with the New York Mets after it was believed for the last week that Carlos Correa was going to spend a foreseeable future as a San Francisco Giant. Now, he signed a 12-year, $315 million deal with the Mets after it came out yesterday that um, the San Francisco Giants were canceling the introductory press conference with Carlos Correa, and they leaked that they were unhappy, quote-unquote, with some of the things that showed up in his medicals. So once that dropped, I semi-jokingly tweeted a picture of LL Cool J in the Hey Lover video and saying Steve Cohen is sitting in a cut like this. And, like, I half-jokingly did it because, well, I just liked the tweet. It was, it was funny to me anyway. But I thought that was what, what was going to happen because, look, MLB, like, there's physicals taken for every single player. And I'm sure that there are things that show up on physicals that teams don't necessarily like we hear about, and we just don't ever hear about it. They don't care unless it's alarming enough where they have to care, typically speaking. Now, if you are willing, if you are willing to cancel the introductory press conference, like, after sitting on this stuff for a week, because I'm assuming that this didn't just magically happen now as far as it's physical, if you're willing to cancel an introductory press conference and also leak in public that the information on his medicals were concerning, I never thought that he would go back. Like, I saw people saying that, oh, the Giants would just iron some stuff out with him. Like, I have people telling me behind the scenes that they just thought that the Giants would, would, would um, iron out stuff with him. And I'm just like... But what makes you think that the if, if the Giants were alarmed enough about these uh, these medicals or the stuff that they saw on the, the the medical information that they saw, what makes you think that they were going to work this out? Especially like Scott Boris is the agent. Like I don't want to make this seem like he's the only agent who would have done this, but we know what his track record is. He's excellent at his job, right? Um, what makes you think that he was just going to sit around and let the Giants not only embarrass his client in public but also want to alter terms that they agreed to and not only did they do that but i'm assuming that they were sitting on their hands for a few days because again i don't think the physical the information about the physical is new like it might be new to us or it was new to us yesterday i don't think it was new to the giants if they were willing to do all that then they were willing to outright risk that he was going to go away that that's how i view it that's how i took it and when, when that news about the physical dropped yesterday, I thought that he was gone. And personally, I thought the Mets were going to sign him because we had it on record from a piece in the Athletics that the Mets offered him 10 for 300 last week before the Giants swooped in and gave him the 13 for 350. So also, like, the, the, the medical concerns, I don't know what they are. I saw somebody say something about it's a shoulder. I, I don't know. But... Um, Obviously, like, there's something there because Carlos Correa did have to give up $35 million to sign with the Mets. And, uh, like, obviously there's something there. Now, he still signed a $315 million contract, so obviously the Mets are not that alarmed. But there's something there. Either way, once I saw that, I was like, okay, he's done. 
And I thought he was going to end up being a Met. I didn't think it was going to it was going to be later that fucking day. But but I thought he was going to be a Met. And then Scott Boris got to work. He's like, look, man, I, I gave y'all ample time. Are you going to sign this fucking contract or not? And the Giants went, ooh, I don't know. And then, ooh, I don't know. And then the next thing you know, he's a Met. Um, look, it, it's... It, it, it's an unbelievable turn of events for the Mets, who now have a three hundred eighty-six, I believe, million-dollar payroll, and they're and you add to the tax, and it's you add the tax to it, it's like five hundred million dollars total. It's I personally like a lot of people don't like this stuff. Mostly people who root for small market teams whose owners don't really give a fuck. Um, I personally love it. I think Steve Cohen is good for the sport. I think more owners should actually care whether the teams win or not, regardless of obviously not everybody can spend four hundred million dollars. I get it, or excuse me, five hundred million dollars. Excuse me, not everybody can afford to do that, and I understand that, and I and I'm not insensitive to that fact, but the fact that we have we sit here in baseball and there's a luxury tax that's built to de-incentivize teams from from going past a certain payroll amount because you get you you have to pay double or whatever whatever it is. Like I'm I'm not that in in the weeds about luxury tax payments and all that, but. The fact that they have that to de-incentivize teams from spending, as opposed to the Pirates, who have a payroll of $12.28, and there's nothing that's being being done about that. The, the Rays have a payroll of $17, nothing being done about that. Cleveland's cheap. Uh, on down the list, a lot of cheap-ass teams in Major League Baseball. But we want to penalize teams for spending $250 million, $230 million, $300 million. Even though, on top of that, these teams that, that feature the star players, they're more entertaining. Like, on top of everything else. And there's no guarantee you're going to win anything. You could spend... Like, I'm a Yankees fan. Yankee, the Yankees have had 200-plus million dollar payrolls for the last, like, 15 years, and they've won one championship in that time frame. It doesn't even guarantee you anything. It just, for the most part, you are probably going to make the playoffs if you have a $200 million payroll. It is hard not to. That's the only thing it guarantees you. And even that, it doesn't guarantee you anything. It doesn't even guarantee you that. So, I think Steve Cohen is good for the sport. I think this whole... Hey, man, just because you root for the Pirates does not mean that Steve Cohen is bad for the game or, or that what Steve Cohen is doing is bad for the game or whatever, however you want to slice it. You are mad at the wrong person. You are mad at the wrong people. You are mad at the Mets and you should be mad at the Pirates. You should be mad at, I, I should probably, the Reds, um, the Diamondbacks, whatever other cheap-ass organizations that are in the, that are in the gutter. You should be mad at them instead. So, but a three hundred eighty million dollar payroll is hilarious. It's hilarious, and I think it's good for the sport. Obviously, Major League Baseball probably is going to disagree at some point. There's probably going to have to be more done at the top to dissuade spending like this. But I'm not sure what exactly they're supposed to do because Steve Cohen has come in. He showed you, like he's. I think he's signed off on like two billion dollars worth of acquisitions since he got here. He showed you he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's here to win. And he thinks that throwing money at people and throwing money at his baseball team is gonna is the best way to go about this. While also, like, he's not exactly... Like, I saw people comparing him to George Steinbrenner, and it's like, well, first of all, George never spent quite like this. I, I know. It's 2022 compared to whatever George's... How, uh, whatever years George's ownership ran through, like mid-2000s, late-2000s, how, whenever it ended. Yeah, different money... You know, inflation, yada, yada, yada. Okay, understood. Steve Cohen also does not seem to be reckless. It's not like they're going out there like, let's trade all our prospects. Like, they're just like, all right, man, we got the prospects. Let's just get the major league players. We'll figure out the rest of it later. 
Whereas George Steinberg was like, if he had his way and people had, didn't have to tell him, yo, relax, chill, Derek Jeter would have been gone, Bernie Williams would have been gone, on down the list. This guy is not George Steinberg. He's just a fan of he's a fan of the Mets. He's a fan of the baseball team that he now owns. And he's not gonna do reckless shit. He's just gonna throw money around. He's good like his biggest asset is his fucking wallet, and he's gonna use it accordingly. Because he gives a fuck. There should be more owners like Steve Cohen. Like, I, I I'm not gonna talk big shit about how, because quite from the Yankees girl is almost $300 million right now, too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna spare that for a change. Like, I'm not gonna talk big shit about him, but like Part of the problem with Hal Steinbrenner in previous years is like, yo, he doesn't give a fuck enough about winning to go the extra mile. Steve Cohen is going the extra marathon. That's the difference. Again, not meant as disrespect to Hal in this time frame, because again, they, they signed Carlos Rodon, they brought back Aaron Judge, they named Aaron Judge the captain, say that's great, on down the list. But Steve Cohen is willing to run the extra marathon, whereas other manager, other general manager, um, other owners rather, are not even willing to run the extra mile. But we want to penalize. We think the problem in the game, or at least how the CBA is written up, and all of that, and, and the owner, like they think the problem, or they're trying to stop the problem, and the problem is the owners that spend too much, and not the owners that spend too little, which is positively a, a fucking absurd to me. It's absurd. Like why why are, why are the why is the Steve Cohen the problem, and not whoever the fuck the Pirates owner? Is? Who's, who basically is just using the team as a fucking ATM. Why, why is he not the problem? He doesn't give a fuck about winning. There are a good amount of teams in baseball right now who just don't give a fuck about winning. Like, you look at the Marlins, they're doing similar stuff. Now, they have some promising prospects, and I'm not trying to act like the Marlins are a hopeless cause, but it's similar. Like, they, they that hence why they have, a, they have a whole breakdown every, like, five years where they trade everybody that they have that's worth a damn that's making any money. It's what they do. Those teams are a bigger problem than anything that the Yankees are doing, the, the Mets are doing, the Dodgers are doing, the high payroll, like the top of the class high payroll teams. The, the low payroll who are not trying to win, those are a bigger fucking problem. Regardless of what the ownership wants to say, Manfred wants to say, any of them wants to say, those are the bigger problem. But, hey man, the Mets did it. Uh, I think Again, I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good for the city. You know, like watching both baseball teams be, I'm assuming, very good with a lot of star power is really great for the city. I can't knock it. I think Steve Cohen is good for the sport. I think he's great for the sport. And <laughs> before I get up, get, get up out of here, um, so let's spend a minute to laugh at the Giants. So the Giants basically, they were treating this free agency like they were going car shopping and they walked into the car lot or before they walked into the car lot. They were like, "Yo, we leaving here with a Jaguar, a Benz, and, and and some and some other cars." Like that. That's the kind of time that they were on. They weren't just gonna leave with one high 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 end, ridiculously high end car. They were gonna leave with multiple high end cars and maybe a, like a mid tier car after that. But they weren't gonna be outbid. Nothing was gonna stop you stop you from leaving that lot with two high end cars. But once they got to the fucking lot itself circumstances and shit happened, and they basically ended up leaving with a Toyota Camry and a VW Beetle. That's the Giants offseason in a nutshell. And it's fucking funny. Because if, if the Giants just approached this normally and just wanted to throw... Like, the Padres. Like, yeah, we have a little bit of jokes with the Padres, even though they ended up getting Bogarts. But, like, they've been begging somebody to take their money. Which, I mean, good for them. They're trying to win. Not knocking them. They've been begging somebody to take their money, and a lot of people are like, no, we're not going to 
take your money. But they didn't say anything coming into this, like, yo, we're going to do this, and we're not going to be outbid. It's not about money, and this, that, and the third. Like, they didn't do that performative nonsense to show that, oh, we're going to do this for our fans. Da, 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 da. They didn't do that. The Giants did, and then proceeded to lose lose, uh, lose Aaron Judge to the Yankees. Aaron Judge, who grew up there, didn't even want to be there. Um, they lost their ace to the Yankees. Um, apparently, apparently, Carlos Rodon was not a big fan of San Francisco, if you believe what you hear behind the scenes. Um... Signed Carlos Correa, had him for a week. He he is now also going to New York. And their biggest offseason acquisition ended up being Mitch Hanniger. Also, it's really funny that the Giants are talking about medicals. And their biggest free agent acquisition was Mitch Hanniger. No disrespect to Mitch Hanniger, perfectly nice baseball player. He should not be in an offseason that you told us was going to be transformative. He should not be your best acquisition. And if we're going to talk about medicals, Mitch Hanniger gets injured every year like clockwork. All of it is funny. It, it's the it is the most depressing offseason that I could think of for a team who came into it talking big shit. They're gonna throw money around. They're not gonna be outbid. This, that, and the fucking third. And they've been outbid at on every, like they've spent the entire offseason. The entire offseason is basically the Giants getting stuffed in a locker, being told no, being told no, getting stuffed in a locker, being bullied flat out. This is the Giants offseason. But this nobody signs in San Francisco now. People have that. I've never been to San Francisco. People have their theories about why people don't sign in San Francisco. They don't think it's desirable, which, I mean, I can't argue with the history, right? If nobody ever fucking signs there, I can't really, no big free agent ever fucking signs there. I can't really argue with that. But after all that shit, the big acquisition of the Giants offseason is Mitch Hanniger. So no free agent, no free agents. No, oh, 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 oh. And on top of that, they did all of this because they thought, the lack of support from the fans coming to the stadium, like they, the attendance was really low, and they wanted to change that, and they wanted to change the trajectory of the fans, uh, of the fans' hope and belief in the team. They wanted to change the trajectory of the team. So sign a face of the franchise type, go spend money, get expensive big name free agents, and they got nobody. So they got no elite talents, um, no hope. No bitches. Like, the, 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 New York took all the all San Francisco's bitches, bro. All of them. They ain't got no bitches no more. No bitches, no swag, no winning, no nothing. That is a hilarious offseason to watch unfold. And the only reason it's hilarious is because they, they, they walked into the car lot like, we're going to buy up the Jaguars and the Porsches and all that. And all that. And they ended up with Pintos. Like, you can't talk all that shit and end up here. Because now you're alienating your fan base even further. And your fan base had no interest in the 2022 team, which, rightfully so, they were they were mediocre and boring. There's nothing worse than both. you got to pick one. You can't be mediocre and boring. You can be mediocre and interesting, or you can be interesting and boring. I mean, um, good and boring, rather. You can't, you can't be both mediocre and boring. And that's exactly what the Giants were. And that's exactly why people didn't fucking show up. And they have no reason to show up this year. Like, what, Ross Stripling and Mitch Henniger are going to move the fucking goalposts? No. No. So, hey, man, good for the Mets. Um, I hope that Hal Steinbrenner is taking note that how, how you've been operating the last five, six years is not going to fly in this city anymore. Um, I'm not saying you got to go out there and spend no 400 million. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you... You, you can't be just, oh, no, we can't do this and luxury tech. Nah, it, it's not going to fly. Like, yes, the Mets don't have anything to do with the Yankees directly. 
like unless they make it to the World Series against each other. They have nothing to do with them directly. But Hal Steinbrenner is most certainly in the optics business. Hence why, like, we've seen some of the contracts they, they've given out and some of the shit that they've done and said. He's definitely in the optics business. You you sit on your hands while while Steve Cohen is just like, hey, see you? I like you. Come play for me. You? I like you. Come play for me. You? I like you. Come play for me. But sitting, sitting, sitting idly by while this happens looks bad. He can say whatever he wants, and he can do whatever he wants, but that's just the truth. It does. And it, it, and he wants to play the optics game. Well, you're, if you're going to play the optics game, you got to realize that it looks a certain way that he's doing this. And if you start sitting on your hands, it looks a certain way that you're doing that. Point blank, period. So I think it's good for the Mets. It's good for the city. I think it's also, under in an underlying, subtle kind of way, good for the Yankees, too. Because they're, they're forcing how to do something. And the to the Giants... I feel like this is where the Price is Right music should play. When when uh you, you spin the wheel and it hits bankrupt. Yeah. This, this is about where it should play. Tough. And on that note, I'd like to implore you to listen to the middle initial podcast with myself, Andrew L. Case, and Jude A. Jackson as we discuss current sports topics. Watch my show on Underdog, the Underdog Fantasy Football Show. We go from 12 to 1, myself and Mr. Cody Mick. We take your start sit-em questions. We're in the fantasy playoffs now. Um, we might be back next week. Um, we take your start sit questions, we take your dynasty questions, keeper questions, whatever you got, hit us with them. Obviously, the trade deadline's going on, so we ain't taking trade questions no more, but if you got long-term questions, you got, we got, I got to win now questions, which I'm assuming most of you do, hit us, we take your questions, go, go, go to the Underdog Fantasy YouTube, go ahead and hit the like, subscribe, and to all of you who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you, to, to those of you who don't, you celebrate other holidays, happy holidays. Um, said with love and affection um, and I'll see you when I see you